sitting here in my apartment, waking up. I have a cup of tea in my hands, and I'm noticing the warmth and the heaviness of the cup. I'd like to start this week's podcast with an antidote to some feelings that might be arising and knowing that it's completely okay to feel lonely and loneliness. And there are practices to expand one's awareness to see beyond I, me, and mine. These pitfalls that we sometimes fall into. And last week we talked about beginner's mind, boredom, some feelings that might be arising. And no doubt that I felt loneliness during this time of quarantine, and there are millions of us that are currently experiencing some form of disconnection, separation, loss. The practice that I'd like to introduce today is known as an interconnective practice, that we are all dependent on one another. You know, if we existed in isolation, we would not live, we would would die. And some even argue that there is no I or me or mine. This is a brief mindfulness meditation. And if you'd like to close your eyes, you can. But if you'd like to keep them open, knowing that it is totally okay to keep the eyes open. So as you sit here with eyes open or closed, noticing the sounds around you. The sounds on this audio recording. The sounds of this voice and the sounds all around you, including within your awareness, the body and feet on the ground or the areas of contact that the body has with the earth. knowing that there is a cycle present within you. You are a part of the earth, and the earth is a part of you. And as we transition into this experience, it might be helpful to take a few full deep breaths in at the belly. And as you breathe in and you breathe out, know that you are connected. to the plants, seaweed, and millions of organisms that are within this cycle of breathing in and breathing out. Deep breathing, slowing down the exhale. it might be helpful to smile at the mouth. Imagining your connection to water. And as you breathe, knowing that you and I and we are 70% water on any given moment, that the earth is roughly 70% water as well. 
And as you pause and slow down the breath and take some deep breaths in, imagining food in all the ways of nourishment that are made possible by the bees and the trees and the wind that carries the seeds and the insects and the farmers the sun the stars the universe is right here allowing your awareness to expand and open to the connection that is here in every moment. Dropping the shoulders back, relaxing the jaw, continuing to slow down the breath and pace your breathing if that's helpful, or letting go of deep breathing and allowing your breath to return to its natural rhythm. And as your mind wanders into thoughts of the past or the future, arriving back here to the breath, knowing that the oxygen that is nourishing this body has nourished millions of bodies, humans, non-humans of the past and of the future, that as you pause, there's a sense of connection that is here. Maybe it's not being felt in this moment, and it is here to the world, to life, beyond I, me, and mine. When you are ready, opening the eyes and returning back to the space around you, I love these meditations and I loved leading them at my previous uh, job Potomac Pathways where I would offer young adults in small groups we would go down to the Potomac sit right on the edge of the river and we would open to the water the wind the fire the earth that is all around us and and it's always here and it might be hard to feel in the apartment so even just tuning attuning to it as you step outside or look outside or if it is hard to find greenery or shrubs in the location that you're in then looking it up online there are other practices too that you might explore if you're experiencing a lot of loneliness loving kindness practices and what those look like are offering yourself words of connection and love, may I be happy, may I be free from suffering, may I dwell in peace, and then offering it to the world as well, or other people in this world, people you love, may pets, may animals, may my friends be happy and free from suffering. There are many techniques that have been developed over thousands of years to explore who we really are.
and what this life is all about. And I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about Evolving Minds, what's been happening this week. We started our first email marketing campaign, so definitely an interconnective practice, one might say. And something that was cool was just the process of sending it out and actually looking at data and seeing that it was a very, I'd say a small click-through rate. This is all new to me, but a 1%, and that's eh, a, a little low. And so we reworked the call to action and got it up to 4%. So that was kind of a nice accomplishment of the week, like looking at data and then reviewing what we've written, shortening it, and sending it back out to see increased results. I'm noticing in this moment, what does it feel like to move from an interconnective meditation to then talking about emails. <laughs> that's that's the daily, weekly challenge that I'm really in is really enjoying and, and, and being a part of this practice of mindfulness and meditation. How do I integrate it into my life? And then being like, okay, I got to get those emails out at some point, or I got to respond to these emails, or it's just such an odd balance. It really is. An interesting theme that arose from this email campaign is I was looking at data about what is the best time to send emails, and a lot of them were in the evening, 6, 7, 8, 9 p.m., and I just felt like it was wrong to send emails that late. I don't believe in that form of marketing, even organizationally, when we are at a... You know, when we have full-time employees, we're shutting down the weekend. We're shutting down the email on the weekends. We are, as soon as the last day comes about where we're working, the email shut off the hour that we have left the office. And it's really important because from a perspective of human beings not being able to control themselves, it's very likely that people will jump on emails, send emails during the week. And to me, that's a sacred time. It's a sacred time that is untouchable from those from emails, from work, and, and this is a privileged statement, and it is also very important from a mental health perspective. So is it ethical to send emails past the work time, knowing that people will read it? And I sent one at 6 p.m., and, and I'm not sure if I'm going to send them after 5 p.m. anymore. My gut feeling says, no, Anthony, do not send emails that late. It had an open rate of 60 to 70% at 6 p.m. So that is on me and on, on, on Evolving Minds then to know that, hey, it's not okay. People are at home. They're with their families or they are by themselves, maybe lonely. And maybe it's unethical to send emails that late. And I think we should all re-envision and look at what time are we sending emails and Gmail has this incredible capacity to schedule send. So I believe that we should really be conscious just as we are when we sit and we meditate of the time that we are sending emails, knowing that it is likely it will be opened. And that is drawing someone away from the life around them. As I continue to build evolving minds, excuse me, as we continue to build evolving minds, I had a conversation with one of my current professors, who's the professor of the strategic management class, 
shout out to Rob. I chatted with him this week and he gave me some great thoughts to share. He's when we were talking over the phone and I was kind of telling him about, you know, this current situation, pandemic and how we <laughs> how we're currently kind of, you know, lost, not necessarily lost, but just kind of like what now when every moment and day is uncertain. And you know, he said two things. Number one, Anthony's health and mental health is number one. And number two, there's definitely opportunities to seize here. For not mentioning number two that much in this moment, number one is awesome. And if you're listening to this, your mental health is number one. And it's really important to hear that from people around you. And if you're not hearing that from people around you, here it is. Your mental health is your number one priority. And this may be a privileged statement that I'm offering and I'm wondering how you're receiving it. And after that was said, I went out, out for a run. I took care of myself. There was a brief interruption of Fiona's alarm going off, so I'm going to take a couple minutes of the previous section out. Definitely am kind of lost in what I was previously saying a minute ago. So if I trailed off there for a minute, Fiona's alarm was going off, and it's unlikely I'll continue in the direction of what I was saying. And, and in this moment, I think I'll just shift. I'm noticing a general frustration of, you know, I was sharing something and now I'm completely kind of lost in, I felt like the direction, the podcast, the direction was going and I was enjoying that. And then I got completely sidetracked. I guess I had certain expectations about how this podcast will go and I wasn't ready for the alarm to go off. <laughs> so take a deep breath here to recenter and ground myself. One thing that I'm noticing this week is we're gearing up our intern search and we've received almost, a not almost, over 20 applications for our intern cohort and squad for the summer and fall. And there have been some impressive applications and people who are awesome. And so I've been feeling a little imposter syndrome or doubt around this and been conducting a lot of interviews and talking with people and inviting people to be a part of the team. And it looks like we'll have eight team members for the summer and fall that will really, really help us amplify our impact. So I'm definitely excited about this. And there was one evening where I was dancing in the shower with my music blaring and it's going to be very interesting, but I'm very excited about having a, a strong team that we can develop professionally. I've already started to put together all of these ways that, you know, week one, we'll, we're going to be doing all this, week two, week three. And by the time we get to the fall, wow, we are going to be so ready to scale and bring us to the next level. So I'll leave this podcast with that, the excitement around, yes, in the midst of a depressed economy, evolving minds will continue to scale, will continue 
to innovate and will continue to think of ways that we can connect people on this earth. Take care.